the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What is he saying to us as his followers? He's saying, all authority is mine. Go in my authority. We are sent by Jesus for a mission. We don't claim the title apostle, but Jesus has sent us, and Jesus himself was sent. The mission we have been called to really is quite simple. Extraordinary, yet simple. Challenging, to be sure. This is Study Verse by Verse. Hi, welcome to our broadcast. We're in the middle of a series Pastor Leighton Sheely has simply entitled The Body of Christ, and we are looking at what that body is made up of, why, and the tools and gifts that God has given us to be a part of this body. Join us in 1 Corinthians. That's where we catch up with Pastor Leighton here today on Study Verse by Verse. I'm going to invite you to turn in your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 because I want us to look at a portion of that passage together today. But uh, as you're turning there, let me say some things about spiritual gifts. Uh, Let me say first off that there is no complete list uh, of spiritual gifts in the Bible. There are four places where we find spiritual gifts listed. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 4, and First Peter chapter 4, and there are items that are included on some lists and not on others and so forth, but none of the lists is comprehensive. What does that mean? Well, that means that you may have a gift that the Holy Spirit has given you that fits within the qualifications of a spiritual gift that aren't on some list someplace. Secondly, 1 Corinthians twelve seven clarifies that every Christian is given at least one gift that no one is excluded, no one is unimportant, and that all gifts are given not for the purpose of bringing attention to that individual who has that gift, but rather are given for the common good, that is, the good of the church, the benefit of the church. Spiritual gifts are given for the benefit, the good of of the church. Thirdly, spiritual gifts are not to be confused with natural gifts or talents, although God uses both. Uh, Natural uh, gifts are given at birth, and spiritual gifts are given as as the Spirit sees fit. God can use both, and spiritual gifts might be or may be related to natural gifts. For instance, a person might be born with a natural gift for music, and when they become a Christian and become filled by the Holy Spirit, they receive a spiritual gift of worship. And the combination of those uh, natural gifts and spiritual gifts of music and worship might bring them a ministry of leading others in worship. Spiritual gifts can be bestowed on either a temporary basis as, at need or might be a, a more persistent quality in the life of a believer. In which case, oftentimes, that characteristic, that spiritual gift becomes uh, associated with that person. might point at that person and say, that person has the gift of wisdom. That person has some other gift. Spiritual gifts are combined with other attributes of our personality and character that God has formed in us, such as, for instance, our passion. 
And from the combination of spiritual gifts and passion or other attributes, ministries are formed. For instance, we might have a passion for kids, for children, uh, for single moms, uh, for recovering alcoholics, uh, or for the elderly. And these passions may combine with our spiritual gifts to form our ministry. For instance, if we have a passion for children and a gift of teaching, we might end up being Sunday school teachers because that's where our passion and our gifts meet. Or we might have a passion for the elderly and a gift of service. And so we might develop a ministry visiting and caring for shut-ins. So spiritual gifts work with other attributes of our personality to form our ministries. Sometimes Christians need to serve outside their area of gifting or their area of known gifting simply because there's a need in the body of Christ. A number of years back, our uh, men's ministry pastor had to retire due to health reasons, and the senior pastor came and asked me if I would do men's ministries. I didn't know of any gifts in that particular area, but there was a need in the body of Christ. And so I said, yes, I'll, I'll do what I can. And so I met with the leadership uh, and they said, we're real excited about the new leadership in men's ministry. In fact, we're going to leave right now so you can get some new leadership. And so instantaneously, there was no leadership in men's ministry. There was no men's ministry. And uh, what I did is I, I said, I prayed to God. I said, God, if there's going to be a men's ministry here at Church of the Highlands, you need to make it happen because I haven't got the foggiest idea of what to do. And within just a few days, some of the men of our church, Ralph Escalante, Milky Lagadon, Tony Huerta, uh, came up to me and said, you know, I've been praying, and, and I, I've just got this burden in my heart uh, to, for our men. Is there something I can do to help? And so began men's ministries here at Church of the Highlands. The point being is sometimes there's just an area of need, and we, don't, we're, we either don't have a gift in that area or we're not aware that we have a gift in that area, and we just simply step up because the body of Christ has that need. Sometimes we can discover gifts just simply by being available. Spiritual gifts need to be cultivated. They need to be developed. I think we have one of the finest ministers of worship in the United States. I think we as a congregation are exceedingly blessed with uh, Pastor David Hooper. And uh, he is very naturally talented in music, and he's spiritually gifted, but he is constantly cultivating, he is constantly developing those gifts. He is constantly reviewing what he is doing and how he's doing to see if there are areas or ways that he can make improvements. And we need to cultivate and develop the gifts that God has given to us. Sometimes we as parents, uh, our children, accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and we observe spiritual gifts in our children. And we need to cultivate and develop those spiritual gifts in our children as parents. Now, let's look at 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verses uh, 27 and following. Now, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Now, as mentioned before, spiritual gifts are related to the ministry of Jesus Christ, the ministry of Jesus Christ being continued on in the church. It says here, first, apostles. Now, the official meaning of the title apostle is a person sent by another, a messenger, an envoy. It has the meaning of someone who is sent as a representative of and with the authority of the sender. A modern example would be the role of ambassador, a person who is sent 
to represent a nation and comes with the authority of the nation. Now, the scriptures say that Jesus was really the first apostle. Hebrews 3.1, because he was sent by the Father. He came as a representative of and with the authority of the Father. The verse is Hebrews 3.1, Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. So Jesus was really the first apostle, but he wasn't, Jesus was not the apostle of Jesus. He was the apostle of the heavenly Father because he was sent by the heavenly Father. Now, in the first verse of Matthew chapter 10, the 12 are called disciples. In verse 2 of the same chapter, the same 12 are called apostles. Because between those two titles, we find the words, he called them and gave them authority. The fact that Jesus called these 12 and he gave them authority, says, you're going forth as my representatives, you're going forth with my authority, they became the apostles. In a, in a broad sense of the term, apostle, and without making any claims whatsoever to that title, believers are sent forth with the authority from Jesus. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore. What is he saying to us as his followers? He's saying, All authority is mine. Go in my authority. We are sent by Jesus for a mission. We don't claim the title apostle, but Jesus has sent us, and Jesus himself was sent. It says, second, prophets. Now, prophets are those who speak on behalf of God, sometimes foretelling events in the future that were revealed to them by God and often preaching confrontational messages from God. Jesus ministered in this regard as well because sometimes he foretold events that were revealed to him, such as his death and his resurrection. He foretold the future. And sometimes his sermons were just simply confrontational. In fact, after one such sermon, the only people left were his disciples. Jesus was confrontational from time to time in his messages. By the way, along these lines, beware of any preacher who makes a promise to never speak confrontationally. That preacher cannot possibly be a prophet of the true and living God because sometimes God gets in our faces. Third, teachers. Again, Jesus was a model teacher. Thousands would come to hear him teach. The Sermon on the Mount is an example of him uh, teaching, and Church of the Highlands is blessed with many fine and gifted teachers for which we're very thankful to God. Miracles, Jesus, uh, miracles are recorded throughout the scriptures, and they still happen today, usually around people of great faith. Then gifts of healing, Jesus healed many, and many are healed in his name today, and oftentimes we as a church hear reports from our own congregation about how the Lord has healed them. And then the gift of helps. That's an especially beautiful word in the original language. It means to take the burden off someone else and place it on ourselves. Uh, there were 5,000 one time that were following Jesus, and he was concerned for them fainting for their lack of nourishment. He took their burden upon himself. And so when someone sees someone else struggling under some kind of burden, uh, they say, you know, for instance, Pastor, can I help you with that? They're exercising the gift of helps. 
and they're beautiful people, and they make the load of others lighter. The gift of administration. Before Jesus fed those 5,000, he organized them into groups. Now, why did he do that? He did it so that no one would be left out. No one would be left behind. We have a new uh, member of our men's ministry's leadership team, Davey, who is gifted in this area of administration. He uses uh, spreadsheets and Excel and databases because his goal is to leave no man left behind. He has the gift of administration. He's a wonderful blessing to us all. So you see the pattern here between the ministry of Christ and the ministry of the church and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When the church is exercising the gifts of the Spirit, it is doing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Now, how vital it becomes then for us to understand and realize that if we are to be effective believers in Christ, living our lives for Him, we need to be doing so under the power of His Holy Spirit. More next time we're together here on Study Verse by Verse. Thank you for spending a few moments of your day with us as we do study verse by verse. More information about Verse by Verse and Church of the Highlands in San Bruno can be found on our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Well, tomorrow we continue our series, The Body of Christ. Join us then for study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.